Hello everybody. I apologize for the lateness of this note, but here we are, Bereshit Perek Lamed Gimel, chapter 33 of Bereshit Genesis. And seven chapters after fleeing his family home, fleeing the wrath of his brother Esav, Yaakov now finally is reunited with his brother. And this long-awaited reunion, which Yaakov has clearly been terrified about, Esav approaching with 400 men, is in fact a far more successful reunion than had ever been anticipated. It's not one which is of bloodshed, as Yaakov had feared the 400 men were for. Rather, one has the feeling of a family coming back together again. Yaakov orders his family in a certain way, first the maidservants, and then their children, then Leah, and then her children, and then Rachel and Yosef. Rashi comments, Acheron, Acheron, Chaviv, he leaves the ones he loves until last, which is a sort of unsettling figure that Yaakov still has not, uh, or if you, perhaps it's uh, foreshadowing again the preferential treatment which Yaakov will go on to show Yosef in the forthcoming stories. But in any case, once Yaakov is reunited with Esav, his behavior towards his older brother can only be seen really, I think, as humbling himself. Seven times does he call himself Avdecha, I am your servant, or you are my master. He bows to the ground many times. He multiple times says, let me find favor in your eyes. He means, and perhaps most strikingly of all in Pasuk Yud, verse 10, by Yom Yaakov, Yaakov says to him, seeing your face is to see the face of God. It's Yaakov recognizing the divine image within Esav. And most remarkably is that Esav, who the last time we had interacted with him was furious and swearing to kill Yaakov, now accepts the apology graciously and invites Yaakov to accompany with him, to carry on with him on the journey. Yaakov says, I'm being slowed down by my children. I wouldn't want to delay you. I will catch you up. And they never do seem to catch up, but they go their separate ways. And the chapter ends with Yaakov settling in Shechem. What I would like to just consider for a moment and what I can think is a very interesting experiment, which we don't actually do that frequently, is to try and consider the story from the point of view of Esav. Esav how does he approach this moment? And I think there are a number of instances in the text which really show a sub almost as overwhelmed with fondness for his brother in a way which we really are not expecting. The critical pasuk is pasuk dalad, verse 4, by Yaratz Esav likrato v'yichabkehu. Esav runs to greet him, and he embraces him. The word v'yechabkehu, chibuk, is very similar to the word at the end of the previous chapter, v'yavek ishimor, alef bet kuf, chet bet kuf. One means to wrestle with, the other one means to embrace. Both are similar 
positions. They are what Clifford Geertz uh, distinguished between uh, winks and twitches. They are similar bodily movements which mean the opposite things. Yaakov and Esav's relationship has moved from one of avakut, of wrestling, to one of chibuk, to one of embracing. And the verse carries on, Vayipol al tzvarav, vayishakehu vayivku. A sub falls upon his neck and he, he kisses him and he cries. And above the word by Yishakehu kissing him, there are a number of dots in the way in which the traditional text is written. And these dots are interpreted in various ways in the Midrash. But one of those opinions is that he kissed him with all his heart. The dots are there to emphasize the great emotion which Esav felt as he embraced him. And then there's this amazing scene where Esav now looks beyond Yaakov and sees the whole family lined up. He sees them and he says, Mi who are these people? And he's sounding like almost a proud uncle, you know, seeing his nieces and his nephews for the first time. And he goes on to meet all of them. And as I was reading the chapter for the first time this morning, a, a realisation came to me, or at least an idea came to me, which I haven't seen anywhere else. And if anybody listening has seen this idea referenced elsewhere, I'd be very grateful if you could send me the source. But what it struck me is that this is in some way a foreshadowing of the very final chapter of Bereshit, chapter 50, which is the reconciliation between Yosef and his brothers. It is the moment in which Yosef's brothers seem to beg forgiveness for what they have done, for selling Yosef into slavery. And Yosef, as a master of generosity and forgiveness, says, Hatachat Elohim Anochi, am I in place of God? I will not harm you, I will not bear this grudge. And it seems to me that many decades earlier and 13 chapters, so 17 chapters earlier, that is what is taking place here. Two brothers, one who has wronged the other, not by selling him into slavery, but by stealing his bracha. Now, after many years apart, in fact, I think almost exactly the same number of years apart, the brother who wronged the other brother is apologizing profusely, and the brother who was wronged is accepting the apology with great grace. And these aren't just two stories which seem to parallel one another, as we find frequently throughout Tanakh, but actually the actors in the second story, Yaakov's sons, are all lined up watching the first story taken place. And one might also be tempted to suggest that where did the brothers learn the power of asking forgiveness from? They learned it from their father, Yaakov. Where did Yosef learn the power of granting forgiveness and of rebonding a family after many years of being terribly torn apart? He learned it from his uncle, Esav, and perhaps that's a powerful and a significant message for these days at Fairlul. I wish everybody a wonderful day.